Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Matt Nachete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and building legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. We're back. (laughs) You're excited. I am. We're back for season two. Welcome to season two, everybody. Y'all, we have made it. That is a blessing. I know. Yeah, it's been, um, I know to quote Summer, right? It's been, um, it's been a season. It's been one heck of a season. It has. But we're yeah. here. All right. And we're yeah, we're excited. back. We're here. We're back and we're black, as they say on, um, do you listen to Tea with Meek and Neek? No. No. They say we're back. And we're still black. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> they sing it though. Uh, so yeah, we are back live and direct from the Love Madden Podcast Studio, aka our, our homes. homes. Yes, indeed. So let's dry, dive right in with Hey Girl Hey. What is one thing that has brought you joy in the last week? So the one thing that brought me joy um, over the last week was some love mail that I received from our good friend, Lovey Jones. Um, So you all know when we did the season one wrap up, I said one thing that I was going to work on was getting a new mic for season two. And y'all know your girl, procrastinator extraordinaire. Two days before the podcast, we're, you know, scheduled to to record the podcast I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna go out and get a mic so I had planned to go get a mic on Friday mind you we're gonna record this on Saturday and I go pick up my mail and I have a box on Thursday from our good friend and guess what it has y'all a podcast mic won't he do it won't he do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know tenille called me like super excited lovey had called me a couple weeks prior and asked me you know um about the podcast mic and i was like oh send it to tenille because she is in the process of trying to look for a new one anyway um and i was thinking about getting one for tenille and so i wanted it to be a surprise but the date of the recording was approaching and i was like Where's this mic? So when Neil called me, I was like, yay, it's here in time. So thank you, lovey. We appreciate it. Yes, we so appreciate it. And it had uh, all these other goodies in it from skincare to bath salts to lipstick. I was like, God is in the details. And that's something that I've been getting confirmation on lately. God is in the details. Whatever you need, God hears you. And sometimes he's going to send that thing right on through when you least expect it. That's right. That's right. He uses people all the time. So if you ever feel a prompt or urge to do something for somebody, you never know. You know, I say just do it, even if it's just to call somebody because you never know how it's going to impact them. Yeah. Um, What about you? you? No. Yes. What has brought me joy in the last week is I have been following um, the Humans of New York blog Mm -hmm. and I have been reading the stories on Miss Stephanie, aka Tangeray. Tangeray. Um, 
And I have really enjoyed hearing her life story. Like, I mean, when he first, when Brandon first put her on there, I guess it's been a couple of months, you know, maybe longer than that. Mm -hmm. It was like everybody was enthralled. It was like she was almost like a viral sensation. But now that we're going through and just hearing all the layers of her story, um, it's been dope. And I love that even though she's been facing some challenges and they weren't able to do things the way that they wanted to do sort Mm -hmm. of in grand style with a book or podcast or whatever he was planning to do, he's still getting it out there on the blog and via um, Instagram. So I think it's just, I've, I've really enjoyed hearing things in her like voice, so to speak, mm-hmm. that he kind of transcribed for her into writing um, and just getting all the tea and just imagining like that period and what things were like. And um, yeah, it, Girl, it's, all it's the really tea. Cool. Yeah. And, and, I'm and like, also mm-hmm. like, go ahead. Now I was gonna say, you know, Miss Stephanie is what in her seventies or eighties. I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. has every little detail like memorized to a T. I barely can remember yeah. something with like that much detail from two years ago. So I'm loving it. <laughs> you need to work on that, um, <laughs> but for sure. Also, just kind of hearing about like her background. Mm. Um, We're going to talk in this season about reparenting. And I think that's uh, big. Um, If you don't follow the holistic psychologist on Instagram, I think I've recommended it here before. I definitely recommend that you do, but hearing about her background, her childhood trauma and how that played into her life. um, I don't know. It was a lot of layers to it for me and I'm really grateful for her transparency. So that, that HNY story um, has brought me joy in this last week. Yes. And the other thing that I really loved about it is that they were raising money for her because she's experiencing some health challenges and they had set Mm -hmm. one goal and they have far exceeded that goal. Miss Stephanie is now a millionaire, less than a millionaire after they, I don't know how, how does GoFundMe work? Do they take anything out or do you get all the money? That's neither here nor there. (laughs) Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. That that was a good point because I was about to go into a whole dialogue about that. Thank you. Um, Yes, for sure. And I definitely recommend that you guys check it out on Humans of New York. It's a 32-part, I guess, on Instagram. He's doing it as a 32-part series. So that's how it's showing up on the blog as well. Um, And I think he's at maybe like, I don't know, 18 or 19, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely recommend that you check it out. It's very interesting. The the blog is very interesting in general. I have a coffee table book of Humans of New York, too. So um, I have it in my guest room. So like if people ever stay here, they can flip through these stories because everybody has a story. So I'm grateful to that platform. And, you know, one of the things that I feel for Miss Stephanie about is like one of my fears is that I will die like alone. And Miss Stephanie in these days are is definitely not alone, although she didn't have mm-hmm. any kids. Um, and, you know, she's living out her last days, you know, just surrounded by fam- well, friends, I'll say, because you'll read all of her family story. But um, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just loving all of the love that she's getting. Um, you know, and, toward- and I mean, she did she did have a kid, but we don't want to give it well, away. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to give it away. So that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just go read it. If y'all if y'all following, then we can talk about it on Instagram. If you're not, you got some time to um to catch, to catch up. up. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it in the stories. Um, so yes, we want to welcome you all back. Um, our table top our table talk topic for today 
is welcome back to Summer Recap. It has been a long time since we connected here. Um, in fact, it was probably longer than it needed to be because I have made a calculation error on my calendar um, in terms of when season two, the season two date that we had initially set to start was almost a month ago. So not Miss um, Google calendar. Been... Y'all remember Girl, how yes. she was with her Google yes. calendars. So it was in my calendar, but I made an error when I was doing the schedule. Um, but that's neither here nor there either. So all that is to say that that has extended our summer break for longer than we had initially planned for it to be. So we definitely have not talked to you guys in a while. We're so excited to be back and have these conversations with you. Um, and because of that, we decided to go ahead and record a bonus episode because the season is, was not set to start until the first week of October. So this is actually a bonus episode. We wanted to take some time to quickly catch up um, recap what's been going on, talk about all the things because it's so much going on mm. um, before we get into the meat of the content of season two. So this is season two, the bonus episode. Welcome back, a summer recap. So let's dig in. A lot, a lot, a lot has happened in 2020. People mm. have been labeling it, you know, all sorts of things. And I believe that there's power in the tongue. So I'm continuing to speak about this year with um, hopefulness yes. and expectation, yes. um, but everything from race to politics to COVID to the loss of our heroes, um, our own personal trials, our personal triumphs, milestones, there's just been a lot that's been going on. So I just wanted to spend our time together today digging deeper into some of those topics and mm -hmm. processing our feelings because it's just been heavy. It has been heavy. And I, that processing mm. part is so important. Um, and you yeah. need outlets like this and your friends um, just to work through some of those things. Um, so Yeah, like most recently we, we heard about the, um, you know, lack of justice um, for the Breonna Taylor case. Mm. And it was it was really painful for me. Like I mm. I cried tears, mm. and we you know I don't know. Is it it's it's yeah. frustrating. It's hard, it's, it's, um, it's hard being black in America. I feel like that's like it's top of mind. Hard for being me. Just, a black woman in America. Um, you know, to our male listeners, yes, it is also hard to be black, uh, black where we in are as well. In it, this this year has just ever present um, fight for me. I think justice and highlighted or exposed so many things that yes we knew were in the the underbelly and you know of this country but um i think covid plus the you know all the racial injustices that are going on and how people are treating black people whether it's in the streets or even in the boardrooms is mm -hmm. just continues to blow my mind yeah. Plus, I mean, MAGA and our current Ugh. administration and everything that that's sort of dug dug out from yes. all, the, all the different corners of the country has been. Um, Girl, it has brought the gutter out. Like if they talk about the gutter in the streets, like, you know, yeah. from the thug side, mm -hmm. but nah, it has brought out the gutter of the whatever. Uh, I was going to say the cornfields, but that's really stereotypical. So I'll just leave it there. But you get what I'm saying. Girl, no. And, and, and I think it's brought the gutter out of just everyday people. Like, no, you're not right. Even just the stereotypes. It's, it's Republicans, it's Democrats, it's your neighbors. Yeah. It's freaking all over the place. So, yeah. Um, 
there is still a lot of work we'll to do in, the, yeah. in this world, yeah. but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more as we continue to dig in. So first mm-hmm. and foremost, I just want to ask you, like, how are you coping with this new normal now that we've kind of been in, you know, COVID for six or seven months now? Like, how have you adjusted? Hmm. Um, I think just like with anything, your body, when your body takes on like chronic stress, Mm. you are less likely to feel the manifestation in such a like impactful way. So I I know I shared here when we, you know, because the quarantine and everything first started towards the end of last season, just about the anxiety that I was starting to experience and Mm. the things that I was doing to combat that. Um, And it was like the typical ways that I, you know, know that I experienced anxiety in my body. So I, um, did the things that I typically do to kind of ground myself. But in May, I had what I believe, you know, what the doctor says was like some sort of an anxiety episode that Mm. I didn't feel like that the normal manifestation, like I didn't feel like sweaty palms or butterflies in my stomach, or even like the um, panic attack where you kind of feel like you you can't breathe or you feel a little nauseous or nothing like that. But I I felt a very sharp pain in my chest. Um, that kind of stabbed from the front into the back of my chest. Mm. And I was in the car with my husband and I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just had a very weird, sharp pain in my, in my chest. Mm -hmm. And, um, after that, then I did start feeling anxiety because I thought maybe I was having a heart attack and I I wasn't doing anything. I was like on the passenger side, I don't have any pre-existing known conditions we weren't talking really about anything. We were almost back home. Baby was in the back. We were just riding. Mm-hmm. But it was the day after um, I had seen that George Floyd video. Oh. And um, yeah, but I, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it at all. Right. And so I, I felt like another twinge. And then after that, I just felt um, super nervous. I started getting sweaty palms. I didn't know what was going on. I felt like I couldn't breathe, but all of that was because I literally thought I was having a heart attack. attack, And so I called, um, yeah, I called our line sister, who's a a doctor to ask her like, what? like I I didn't want to go to urgent care with COVID, but I also didn't want to be experiencing something serious and not think anything of it. So I Mm -hmm. asked her like, what, like, would I feel anything else other than like this sharp pain in my chest? And so she asked me a bunch of questions and you know, she said, if it happens again, then definitely go in. But based on what she asked me, it seemed like that's not what I was experiencing. Mm. So I said, okay. So then a couple of weeks later, girl, I felt it again. And mm. it wasn't as, it wasn't as scary as the first time, but I was like, uh-uh, this is a no for me. So girl, I got in there with the doctor, told them what was going on. They ran some tests, did some EKGs, you know, okay. did whatever. Right. And basically did when everything looked great and basically did a diagnosis of exclusion, I guess, which was that it was stress and anxiety Mm. and that a lot of um, people had been experiencing that lately who typically don't, but that a lot of women, a lot of women in their um, otherwise healthy women in their mid thirties, the doctor said those with young children at home Uh. were experiencing anxiety and it was manifesting or stress. Actually, she didn't use anxiety. She said stress and Mm -hmm. it was manifesting in, in different ways. And so, um, since that time I've heard three or four other friends, two friends actually that went and got EKGs, two oh, people wow. that we know well to Neil, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
that, you know, I'm not going to say their names here, right, but that right. they had the exact same experience. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Wow. So, um, so then I really started to dive into like, okay, Maddie, um, yes, you manage your anxiety through grounding and other things, but like, how are we managing stress? Mm. Chronic stress mm-hmm. is like in our bodies, which is, which is showing up in a different way for me. So, um, yeah, I've just been really intentional about setting boundaries at work because that was through the roof. Um, okay. There's a lot going on with the transition with with work. Yeah. Um, I had experienced a miscarriage um, about a week before uh, everything shut down for COVID. So March mm. 9th, we found out that we lost another pregnancy. And of course, even with everything that I've been through before, you know, we were excited. Mm. I was thinking, mm. will it be a boy or a girl? And that baby would have been due around this time. Mm. Um, so that was going on. Just a lot of different things were going on. We suddenly were without childcare. Um, right. So we're both working from home full time with a one-year-old who had just started walking. So there were so many things that were happening. Um, and so I set boundaries at work. I set um, boundaries in my in my personal life. I, mm-hmm. um, I had a conversation with my husband about my expectations for him now that we don't have childcare. Like, yeah. all right, buddy, we gonna need to buckle down and this is what this is what Tag it's going to be. This is, yeah. So let's figure this out. Because first we're just kind of like, oh, it's going to be a couple weeks. Nah, bro, we in this. So let's figure out what this is going to look like. Right. Um, and I really, really, really started digging into the word. So, um, you know, 70 something day streak in my Bible app. If you're like mm. like I am and you, you know, those little like competition and gamification things work for you. I'm like, oh, I don't want to break this streak. So. Um, I've been in that Bible every day, girl. And for those of you who are signed up for Love Matter, you know that I've been sending out daily scriptures, sharing the scriptures that I've been reading with the community um, so that we can all be in this thing together. So that's a super long answer because it's, like I said, it's just been so much. And T, I don't even know if we've talked about all of this in our personal conversations. So yeah, no. um, Yeah, I'm in a better space now in terms of coping, but it was a lot going on early summer. I was trying to take your girl out, but I'm still here. But you're still <laughs> here. And, you know, I I really applaud um, all of the, you know, mothers and fathers and anyone who, you know, has it, there. This is a very stressful time. Right. So you have to work. You have mm-hmm. to homeschool. You have to maintain a household. You have to do all these things. And like you said, unless you set some personal boundaries for yourself and those around mm-hmm. you, it can take you under. And even, yeah, you know, sure. I, I don't have all of those things, but and I didn't ever think before that I had like anxiety, but it has shown up in ways for me, Um, you know, not Mm. being able to sleep consistently throughout the night. Like I will sleep for two hours, wake up and then be up for another like three or four hours. Um, And it is that anxiousness of like, where are we? You know, do I have COVID? Because that's always like in the back of my mind. No, I, you know, right. Symptoms. Yeah. Girl, the other day I woke up and I had like my nose was running a little bit, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have COVID." Because you know it has right. all the and two things. Two weeks ago, you told me you thought you had it too. Girl, 
information. Yes. Okay. So I mean, we're not going like, to get too. Doesn't feel right. We're I not going to get too I deep into <laughs> too deep into my personal <laughs> life on this podcast. But um, which this is actually a good a good point because I I do think that uh, a lot of people have been scared to go to the doctors because of everything that's going on, and you'll hear them say this on the news, like the doctors' offices and the hospitals or wherever you need to go. A lot of those places are more safe than the places that you're going on a normal basis. So if you feel like you need to seek out some medical attention, please feel free. I mean, you know, please do that. I had been experiencing a lot of stomach issues far longer than I, you know, should have let it linger. And so I ended up going to get a colonoscopy back in August. Um, and after that, like, you know, like they put me on a little bit of medication, girl, your girl's stomach was acting a plum fool. And so, of course, that's the first thing you do. I looked up symptoms of COVID and diarrhea oh, showed Lord. up on the list. <laughs> yeah, it, so. is a, it is a symptom, though. I do know people who, who are COVID positive that have experienced that. Yeah, so. no. So I was a little concerned. I can understand your, your <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so it's, it's all those little things like... And even if it's not at the forefront of your mind every single day, it's there and it just eats at you, you know, so you you have to be very intentional about taking care of yourself. So I am glad that you set those boundaries. I'm glad that you're in the word because, you know, we all need that to get through these times and all the other times in our lives as well. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how have you been feeling around like all the, the the loss that we've experienced sort of as a nation or as a society? Whew. It has been heavy. Um, you know, I we started 2020 by losing Kobe, which was, you right. know, all you know, it was that that was like a shock, so unexpected. That was a gut punch. Yes, it was a it gut punch. And his and his baby. Like it, right. that was yes, really... and Gianna, yes. And then, yeah. you know, COVID started happening. And at the beginning of COVID, we didn't have, you know, as many deaths as there are now. I mean, I just for me to think about that there are over two hundred thousand people in this country, country. Who, are, who started twenty twenty, you know, here with us. Mm. And are no longer here. And that it was totally, like, I'm literally, my eyes are tearing up. Like, it was totally preventable. This many people did not have to die. These are people's loved ones and family members and coworkers and friends. Like, oh, my God. It's a a travesty. And um, it makes me angry when yeah. you know you see the people who are still out with and now, now I'm going to be honest because I don't want to come off as like a hypocrite on this podcast or out in the world in general like I am a mask wearer so I will wear my mask there are times where I don't have my mask not on not in like public but like in small intimate settings right mm-hmm. but there are people out here who just are totally opposed to mask wearing at all and that makes me hot like how are you so selfish so self-righteous like okay I want my own personal freedom and you can't tell me what to do like that's one thing that I kind (laughs) of hate about Americans like if you go to other yeah yeah, like come on yes there's there's that sense of like community is not there that sense of love thy neighbor is not there 
it, it, it's it, you just, know, I saw something the other day that was like, um, while other countries, you know, took the time to figure out how to flatten the spread and the transmission of COVID, America has just figured out how to work around it. Yeah. So we basically have figured out how Ooh. to move on with our life without stopping the spread. Like, okay, we're just going to uh, do virtual school and wear masks and do this and do that and wipe mm, this that and the third mm, down. Mm. Like, why couldn't we just do it, what needed to be done to attack this thing? Yeah. And it, it, it goes back to, and we all know this, it goes back to leadership. So, you know, we have mm-hmm. our own personal opinions of how we plan to, you know, attack, attack the situation that we're in now, but you have to vote and leadership is so important. Um, and if your yeah. leaders don't have um, empathy and compassion for others and are very self-serving, that is a problem. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So, but yes. Oh, we were talking about all so, the okay, we, so we lost. We lost, yes, we lost yes. Kobe, right? Then yeah. we got into COVID. Then we got into COVID. And then, so we had all that. Then we started losing like our giants in, you know, in the, in the, in the world who have impacted and shaped some of the things that we're able to do today. So we think about, you know, John Lewis and, um, mm. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. I mean, just regular people that are impacting how, you know, we're going to move forward in the future. Like it was just like one thing after the other, after the other, Mm -hmm. then Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, and then think about your own personal tragedy. So in the midst of this, my grandmother passed. I'm sure other people have had family members that passed, not even, you know, related to COVID. But yeah, your own personal heroes ha- are passing, you know, our kind of global heroes are passing. And then my girl, yeah. who I thought was just going to hold on as long as she could, and she did, but, you know, I thought, I, I just she knew did. she was going to be around here for at least a little bit longer. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that thing took me out. Yeah. But yeah. she did what she was put on this earth to do. And God knew when it was time for her to go home. And so, although it can be a little scary because, you know, we don't know what the future holds. She was put on this earth. She she did what she was supposed to do. Now it's our time. Yeah, And just think about like her last statements, her last words, the pressure that she had on her in her dying days. Finding peace and reconciliation Mm. to feel this immense pressure that we've all put onto her to hold, hold on for us. You know what I mean? I feel so, uh, that was the thing that tore me up. You know, when I read that final statement that she gave in her last most fervent wish, it's like Mm. this lady, you know, at the, in, in, in the sunset of her life, um, has been just this immense pressure that is always put on women to hold Mm. it together for everybody else. Mm, It's mm, like, mm. so, um, you know, I'm grateful that she's resting. I'm grateful that we had her for as long as we did. And, you know, just so much gratitude. And I was saying to a friend, I feel like all of that had to happen exactly how it did so that we could take from it what we needed to as Mm -hmm. a generation. In fact, um, Carrie Washington was on Ellen, girl, Ellen is a whole nother bit of girl, tea. No, I, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't even ping you on that Ellen situation. Cause I, I know it's your know girl. girl. I but... love Lisa Ellen and I, and I still do. I yes, still love yes, Lisa yes. Ellen. Um, so yeah, Carrie Washington was on Ellen and she shared some words that I thought were really good. So I, I um, have them up here so I can share them with you. 
Um, Carrie says when Ellen asked her about the recent passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Carrie says it feels like we're losing so many of our heroes this year, you know, John Lewis and Chadwick Boseman. And it's just like, how is this possible? And I really do think that there's something about the idea that we're being invited to realize that our heroes are human, Mm. which means that we all have the capacity to be heroes of our communities Mm. and our lives and our story. The time for hero worship is maybe coming to an end and it's time for us to all stand and serve. These singular people cannot shoulder all the weight. I thought that was so impactful. And she said what I was trying to say. Um, so eloquently like Mm -hmm. I think everything that's happened in this season number one it's been a domino effect like you said if it hadn't been for Trump and COVID then George Floyd um, and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and you know and Elijah they wouldn't all be um, um, elevated to the place that they were and we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have this resurgence in BLM so it took something ugly to get this movement back ignited internationally right and I think there's so many other lessons through this um but for sure one is this whole idea of of our heroes Kobe was a hero John Mm -hmm. Lewis was a hero Chadwick was a superhero you know how can we reclaim that power for ourselves to be mm-hmm. heroes in our families and our communities and um, to stand strong. So I thought that that was especially good. It really challenged me to reframe the way that I've been thinking about this year. Yes. Um, I talk a lot about legacy. And so it's really pushed me to focus less on the issues and look for the lessons and how they will shape our legacies. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for the legacies of all of these individuals that we've mm-hmm. named today more. And I think it brings us back to Tamil's point that we can start by taking one step, which is to be, um, socially and politically active. Mm-hmm. And I think that for people who say like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to vote because I'm not, you know, political or I'm not into politics. Like by you making a decision not to vote, that is a very political decision. So yeah. it's. You, you're, you, whether you like it or not, you're involved in government because we live in a democracy. Whether you like it or not, you're involved in politics. So you choosing not to show up at the polls or to mail in or to do whatever you need to do this November um, is the very thing that you're trying to avoid doing. So get informed. Um, we always talk about this, but it's not just every four years. It's not just national. It's not yeah. just executive branch. It's local. It's judicial. It's midterm. It's primary. It's all of them. Every time a vote is available, every time you need to be at the polls. And and like it's your your DA. I mean, it's so many things that are impacting our communities. Girl, Daniel Cameron. So, you know, Daniel Cameron is the attorney general um, in Louisiana. He was voted in. You know, so we do have power. There is power okay. in our vote. And so you ha- we have to do a better job of educating ourselves on who these people are. Just because they look yeah. like us doesn't mean they're always for us. And um, Tamika yeah. Mowry had an amazing um, kind of speech that she gave yesterday that really spoke to that mm-hmm. point. And so, yes, yeah. Yeah. let's be informed. Let's go out to, you know, the polls. Let's encourage other people who we know are not registered to vote, to register and then go vote. Let me tell you something that really actually just made me mad. Um, Mm. There was this, I guess, initiative within the NBA that they were going to make sure everybody on their teams 
were registered to vote. Can you mm-hmm. believe that? And then the same thing in the NFL. So like Odell Beckham Jr. was like, oh yeah, I've never voted. I'm like, son. Wow, I didn't hear that. Yes, he went on, he was talking to um, Maverick, which is like LeBron James's business partner. And he was like, right. yes, mm-hmm. I have never voted, but he's going to vote this time. But I'm like, it's all these, you know, well-to-do black men out in in this world operating they understand the struggle of black men who aren't as affluent as them and they still don't go and vote withhold yeah and then and then you think about the ones that are even taking it a step further and speaking out about withholding the vote and (sighs) you know until we see this that and the third for the black agenda we're not voting at all and those people are (sighs) <sighs> detractors and distracting yes. and um, and honestly, I think people who are not voting because mm-hmm. they're although they claim, quote unquote, that they're not helping the other side. Little do they know if they were so smart as they claim to be, they are. Yeah, and it may, and I, you know, I don't know about those claims. Like, I feel like they're smarter than they're letting up. Like, I feel like somebody knows something, you know, and I don't know who's in bed with who, but. Well, yeah, we know there are some people in bed with some people that are causing some of these things to happen. But I I do think some of it is like, oh, you know, I've gotten this information because not everybody's in bed. But I think some people are getting the after effects. Why? Because you don't want to believe that you don't want to believe that Diddy's in bed with Trump. No, this has nothing to do with Diddy. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I was going to say, say his name. (laughs) Say <laughs> like he's listening, and it, and if he is, he need to know what I think. Wait, so wait, because now I, okay. I I I've I've been out of the loop. I feel like did he say we shouldn't vote unless we get certain things from a candidate? Yeah, yes, yes. He oh, was saying did he? to the black vote. Oh, did he? Oh, did he? You know. <laughs> My brother does have some challenges. He does. I mean, so we're going to get off of that. But like I said, the important thing that we want you all to to do is, of course, to go out and vote, make a plan to vote. Like our girl Michelle Obama said, if you got to pack a lunch now, I mean, there are so many options to vote. Um, I'm working on Election Day. You can drop your ballot off at the drop at a drop box you can mail it in now mm-hmm. that's a whole, whole different situation about us you can drop it at the drop it yeah. at the drop box we are um, encouraging drop the drop boxes if you <laughs> or the election oh the election, yes. local election office, office. yes um, which is not which is not the same place as where the the ballot where the um voting happens sometimes they have an election like they have a particular election office look up your local jurisdiction yes. to find out where that everything is. is is on the web and one thing that you can do in dc i don't know if you can do it in maryland so you would have to look this up but if you have a, your mail-in ballot you can just come to the polling place and drop it off during early voting and on the day of the election so if you don't want to mm-hmm. stand in line you could just drop it off at your you know polling place so there are so many options this time yeah. for you to vote like there is really no excuse none yeah but there's also so many efforts to suppress Suppress, voters so even if you if you must mail in or if you have relatives that must mail in make sure that we're looking at those tracking numbers dc maryland and virginia are all employing tracking numbers so that you Mm -hmm. can see where your vote has gone and many other states are as well um so there are a lot of, you know, they still doing the same old tricks. They so are. Whatever you're most able to do in in a way that is safe and healthy 
and, you know, um, an option for you, then try to find the closest option to in-person voting as possible possible. that works for your situation. Yeah. And a lot of people don't take advantage of early voting. And now I think that's Mm -hmm. changing, right? But now more than ever, yeah. The primaries, when I was working the, the DC primaries, they said we have been open for a week and we maybe had 10 people or 20 people a day coming in for early voting. Like it's there yeah. for a reason. And if you don't want to brave yeah. the crowds, that's a, a perfect opportunity to do so. So, um, definitely, we'll, we, definitely. we need to be on this soapbox, but we're going to get off of it for the purpose of moving. Right, on this, with is, this. this is turning into the whole voting, <laughs> exactly. uh, voting episode. Okay. So before we close out our digging in segment of the show, um, do you have any unexpected lessons from this season that you want to share with us? So that was my big takeaway was about legacy and, um, you know, the whole piece on hero worship and, and what, how that feels as an individual, but what, are, what are yours? Yeah. I, you know, I think, not that I think, but legacy has been one for me as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. after I had time to like decompress from the loss of my grandmother, um, mm-hmm. I think about the legacy that she left. And I think I talked about this on a, another episode, but our legacies don't have to be like these grand things. And I think at one point in my life, I felt like in order for me to leave, you know, this tremendous legacy for my family and my friends that I had to do these like grandiose things. And that's not true. Like, I really appreciate mm-hmm. the legacy that my grandmother left me of, you know, limitless living and stepping through and pressing through fear and, you know, just Mm -hmm. doing all of the little things and and instilling, you know, values and morals into your family members and all of those things. So that was definitely one lesson that I've taken is, you know, just the little legacies and not little legacies, but the little things that you can do to inform and impact your legacy. And that's something that you do on a daily basis. Um, We have the the opportunity to write our legacy every single day. Um, The other thing that I would say is that, you know, it's a, it's a time to, and Maddie, you actually, you know, posted about this and there were times where I said, you know, 2020 has been a monster, but when I think about it, you know, I have been, and I'm grateful, God has continued to bless me even in the midst of law and other trials that I've experienced. God has continued to be faithful. um, And so I'm just grateful for that. So there's always um, a rainbow on the other side of a storm. And we don't know how long we're going to be in this COVID storm. We don't know how long we'll be in our own personal storms. But I just encourage you to um, continue to look forward to the rainbow. And I am not always, Maddie actually reminded me of this um, the other day. I have not always had the most positive outlook on certain aspects of my life. And you really have to reframe how you think. So there's so many lessons mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on, but um, I, I think it all has remain to remain hopeful, remain hopeful. Yes. And, and do what yeah. you need to yeah. do to press towards the outcome that you want for your life. Because although people will say 2020 is canceled, there are still, I think probably at this point, 96 days in 2020 and a lot can happen. So what about Absolutely. you? And I think, I think sometimes when we think about the big, the overarching sort of negative things, they take, they, they overshadow so many of the positive things. Mm -hmm. I think we were, you know, we sat here basically and we made a list 
of all the difficult things that we had gone through because those were the things that we needed to process and talk through. But we could have just as well made a whole episode about all the fantastic milestones um, that we reached in this year. And, you know, it's, 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 it's more beneficial for us, I guess, to talk through some of those negative things because we need to process them. But I think there also needs to be a time and a place to talk about all of the breakthroughs and Mm -hmm. milestones. I mean, my, my baby celebrated her first year of life. Like there's a lot of wonderful things that happened in this year. Um, both of our moms this year had um, surgery and, yeah. you know, were both recovered and successful yes, procedures amen. and just lo- lots of things that, that could have went different, that could have went mm-hmm. left, that didn't in 2020. And so mm-hmm. we thank God. Yes. We thank God. So with, with that being said, I want to jump into the next segment. So if you were a listener of season one, then you know that typically after we dig into our topic, we would go into this optional segment. And we had, you know, a couple of different optional segments that we will rotate through. Um, and we've decided instead of doing the optional segments to stick with um, those that have been the most popular. Um, and so one that's going to be a mainstay of the Love Madden podcast um, in season two is Tamil's Date Diary. Y'all, and, you know um, she was plotting on this all season one because I told y'all date this is not me. This is not even other. me because <laughs> I talked to Tanil all the time. Anyway, this is what they, the people, have said is their most favorite. You check the polls. This is what the oh, people I have said the is their most favorite segment. Um, and then we'll do um, a closing word with me because we've gotten so much interaction um, on some of the. Um, scripture and things that I've shared online through the blog and through the email. So we're going to incorporate that into the podcast. And then we're going to keep our favorite segment, which is the question of the episode. So with that being said, um, let us turn it over to Tanil for Tanil's date diary. Um, now these won't always necessarily be um, about dates that Tanil has been on per se, right? They might be submissions and scenarios or even questions that you all have for Tanil or for me um, about dating that you might submit to us, stories that we've heard, um, resources that, you know, she's picked up. So Tanil's date diary. Yeah. So I am excited uh, to open up about my journey. So I'll give you like a little sneak peek. We're not going to go too deep into the date diary today because this is just a bonus episode, but I may have some content, my own personal content that I am going to be sharing with you all um, over the course of season two. So I am excited about that. Um, But yes, like Maddie said, we want to hear from you. So if you have your own dating stories, good, bad, or ugly, go ahead and send them to hello at lovemadden.com or slide in our DMs and tell us. We will share them on the podcast, but we will keep all of the names anonymous. You don't even got to tell us the names. You could say John Doe and Jane Doe and whatever, whatever. But Mm -hmm. what I think is vitally important, and I think that's why this segment has been so impactful, especially to the our single listeners, is that people love to learn from and gain insights from other people's stories. And so, yeah. yes, you may tell your girlfriends and, you know, at this point, all my girlfriends are married. So they're just listening for not kicks and giggles, but, you know, they it ain't they ain't got no skin in this game. But my single girls, we need to be learning and listening. I mean, you know, learning from it so we can apply it to our lives so that one day we can make it to the other side, child, if that's the good Lord's plan. So. Yeah. And I 
I would all, I will also say before you before you jump into your story, like married people still date. Like sometimes I feel like when people say like, oh, well, this person's married, so this isn't relevant to them anymore. But it is, though, because you can get to a place that's really stagnant in your marriage. I, I see a lot of marriages that are, you know, on life support because they're not dating, because they're not gaining insight from others, because they're not sort of doing the continuing education that's required to maintain their relationship um, and taking those steps to keep it fun. So let us all keep our let ears all open. learn together. Um, yes. Let us all learn together because I know that there, I have a community of married, you know, wives that I get together with and we help each other through some stuff by sharing stories. And there's a lot of insight from, you know, single friends as well. So we want the date night spots. We want to know what's going on out here because everybody is in some sort of a relationship um, so I think it's helpful for us to know how to maintain relationships. And that, and I mean, that's really what Love Madden is about, deepening relationships. So there is something for everybody in Tennille's Date Diary. Yes. So let's get into this Date Diary. So because this is a bonus episode, I'm not going to go too deep into the diary this week. But um, one of the most requested topics for the Date Diary series was dating in the quarantine. Yeah. So, um, you know, 2020, as we said earlier, is not canceled. Love is not canceled. And you can find um, happiness and love and joy in the quarantine. So we're going to talk about that in the upcoming episodes. But um, I know for me, I have met a friend in quarantine and I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard some amazing stories about people who are finding love and deepening relationships during this time. So all is not lost. And we're going to dig in and talk about it um, on the date diary. So I'm looking forward to that. If you have any tips, I would say for like dates and, you know, things that people can do. Go ahead and put them in the um, in our sentiment, slide them in our DMs or email us and let us know. Uh, we want to share with the the group some things we can do because we got to get creative right about now. Right. And then there's so much to consider, like when you are meeting someone new, like dating somebody you already know in a quarantine is already challenging. But then yes. getting to know someone new, like, you know, like, are you really this? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> are you saying? How are we going to get to know one another through the mask? <laughs> That's actually what I said when I um, met my friend. I met him at a small intimate gathering. Um, but that was one of the things I talked said to my friend before the event. I was like, well, I'm planning to have my mask on and I hope he has his mask on too. So how are we going to make some type of connection? But um, right. we, you know, we were able to do that. And then just kind of jokingly, but low key serious, I was like, oh, we could go get COVID tests together. <laughs> <laughs> and not like I was trying to jump into the bed with him or anything like that. But in order for me to be closer than six feet to you, I need to know well, that I you're safe. Um, airborne transmission is set up. It's like, exactly. yeah, I think the outdoor events are definitely a win. And I'm just as we go into the winter seasons and people winter season and people already, you know, yes. are already like getting cabin fever and retreating into their homes anyway. Now it's like even an added boundary between us um, mm-hmm. and besides homes and holidays and so much to think about. But yes, I love that. So I'm really looking forward to the date diary. Um, like I mentioned, I'm also starting a new segment, which is called uh, a word with Madden. And so during bring the- us that word. Yes, I'm bringing a word, child. I mean, it might not always be a biblical word, but it's going to be a, a, a thought, you know? Um, yes. 
So, it, you know, I, I want to reflect on what I am challenging myself um, to do or how I'm challenging myself to show up in the coming week. Um, and if that resonates, then I would love to have accountability and um, share the challenge with each of you and find mm-hmm. out you know, um, what you all are doing as well. So definitely that's another place where I feel like we can interact in the DMs or, you know, an email, just letting one another know sort of um, how we're taking on these new challenges or practices. Because uh, I really want us to move from... Um, thoughts and discussions. And even with the podcast, like it's a lot of think pieces and thought leaders into action. And that's actually what my word is about for this week. So um, for this week, I did quote scripture. So James 2.17, very well-known scripture says that faith itself, uh, if it does not have works, is dead. And then in 2 Corinthians 5.7, there's another super popular scripture that says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And the thing that both of those have in common um, are the action, are the practice. So right. that we hope by faith or wish by faith or think by faith, it says that we walk. Um, so to walk is to do, to act, to practice. Um, it's a behavior change. So my challenge to you and to myself is that we uh, all try to adopt one new daily practice um, that we can take on to move us toward a goal that we might have. Um, and you know that goal could be something that we want to attain sort of in the physical. It might be mm-hmm. something our character. Um, It might be something that we've been avoiding. So what's one small daily practice that we can take on? So for, you know, for some of us who maybe, like we said, are dealing with stress and anxiety, that daily practice might be prayer or meditation. It might be study or journaling. Um, For some of us who need to focus more on self-care, it might be exercise or a tea time, Um, self-compassion, which we talk about a lot, maybe a morning affirmation, um, I had a conversation with a group of girlfriends on Thursday night, and we were mm-hmm. talking about how we, um, well, not me personally, but people in the group were talking about struggling with vulnerability. So one daily practice might be sharing one thing that scares you with someone every day mm. um, or telling somebody that you love them because part of vulnerability, too, is expressing feelings. Um, right. Maybe- someone that you assume knows. So the daily practice doesn't just have to be for yourself. It could be for a relationship. But if you guys are down, then I will be putting a poll in Instagram. I just want to know who is with me on the daily um, challenge of walking by faith, taking an action and moving into practice. So whatever it is, I want us to commit as a community to identifying an area where we need some work, um, finding one simple daily practice that will strengthen us in that area and then doing it. I love that. And you know, I'm down girl. So yeah. <laughs> segue into the question of the episode. Yes. So today's question is, what will you practice this week? So I've already thought about my for once in my life. Um, I am going to practice being a kinder wife. So I want to be intentional about not, um, being critical of my Mm -hmm. husband or complaining, not even just about him, but even really just complaining to him. I Mm -hmm. just, I want to be like his like soft place, like his peace, Mm -hmm. Um, even with my good intentions about things that we could do or things that we could work on. I know those things sometimes come across as being Mm -hmm. critical. So I want to replace those conversations with Um, affirming comments, things that are complimentary. So I do some of that, but I want to really be focused on being intentional about just doing that 
for the next week and seeing what that does. I love that. A soft place for him to land. Yes, soft place. I'll be taking little notes as I, you know, when I get married, I'm like, okay, let me, I need to be a soft place for him to land. <laughs> you know, it's like with the whole like masculine and feminine energy. Yes. Women, we can take on some of that masculine energy. And so we have to be conscious about, all right, what balance am I bringing? What feminine energy, what softness am I bringing to the relationship? So just a reminder there for myself. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, I have a group chat too that we were just talking about that feminine energy and how to increase it. We have one girl in the group who like just oozes femininity, which we, you know, love. And then some of us struggle with it a little bit more. So I'm definitely feeling that. Um, You know, I think for me, one thing that I want to um, put into practice this week, and I think it goes right along with femininity. It also goes along with masculinity, but it's all about being being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And um, one way that I am going to do that this week is just doing what I feel. So a lot of times I get caught up in my own head and, you know, I'll want to do something, but I, you know, I end up not doing it because I've sat there and I've overthought it or, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to feel that, you know, in all relationships, whether it's with my friends or my family, like people are going the extra mile for me, um, even when I want to do something for them. And so it's like a, you know, kind of challenge back and forth. Like, do I do this because I want to do this or do I wait for the person to reach out to do this, you know, back and forth. So I just want to be vulnerable in doing what I feel and being okay and solid in that. Nice. I love that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I had a little um, push and kick in the butt from a good friend. She might be on this podcast. So <laughs> uh, you might have called me and told me that you needed a kick in the butt. So I was doing yes. what I was to do. No, you you did an amazing job. And you know, for all our listeners out there, I think you should have one or two friends that you know when you really need that extra push mm-hmm. um, that some of your other friends may not give you. You call on that person when you know you need to be challenged, and you did yeah. that for me. So I appreciate it. That's true. Awesome. Okay. Well, I cannot wait for season two to officially start. It's going to be good. Um, It's interesting because we had sat out at the beginning of the year and like mapped out what the first two seasons would look like and who our guests might be. And we've conserved a lot of that. But then we also took the time to like check in with our listeners to hear what you really want to talk about. So we have adjusted our calendar and our topics to meet the things that are like pressing to us right now and even left some wild card space for things that might come up because shit has been coming up in 20 so (laughs) there is something if not every day every week so yes so so thank you guys love y'all love you talk to you on the other side Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Rate and review. Then let's keep talking over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.